Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining me now on the Harbor One Hotline, a guy I've known for forever, my old pal John Corral is from the Boston Sports Journal. He was up wicked late last night. He was listening to Brad Stevens talking well into the midnight hours and beyond, gathering all the intel, perspective, and analysis he possibly could about the Celtics draft and more. He's been killing it online this week, and he joins us for a couple of minutes now to help us make sense of what has been an absolutely wild week, Johnny, for the Celtics. First things first. Take us back to where you were and sort of like how you process the, all right, I just finished my write-up on Brogdon to the Clippers for Porzingis. Oh, wait, would they just did what? Yeah, so I had actually just finished recording a podcast, full 40 minutes of analysis and the whole deal and all of that, talking about how Marcus Smart and Porzingis might actually work together. And then I see uh, the trade has been... Uh, it, it fell apart. Both sides are moving on. So now I'm thinking there's, there's no trade. Uh, and then progress, 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 wait till past midnight. And then I, <laughs> I hear that the deal is, is back on. And I'm thinking I'm celebrating like, okay, my podcast is going to work. And then I realized Marcus Smart is being traded. And that was just kind of like a, a big old wow. Because you didn't, it, I knew that they were going to move on from one of their guards. And I knew that Marcus Smart was going to be uh, possibly moved. I, I, I'm not think, I didn't sit here and think that it wasn't a possibility, but when the framework of the deal seemed like it was going to be Brogdon and to have it pivot so quickly and to, to rip smart away, uh, I, it, just, it was just a little bit shocking that that was the, the next pivot. But we also knew that Derek White wasn't going anywhere. So that really left only two choices and. If Brogdon's hurt, then you know maybe I should have seen it coming. But at the same time, though, I saw there was that tweet from Adam Himmelsbach about how the Clippers couldn't get someone to check out Brogdon in time or yeah. on a timeline satisfactory enough for their liking, so therefore they balked, and then that sort of went hyper-viral, and then everyone got into their feels, and then your quote tweet of it really kind of hit home. was like, so basically a doctor not being able to check out Brogdon to allay the concerns of the Clippers cost the Celtics Marcus Smart. I mean, is it really is it really that simple? Um, I, I think that might be just like a, a little bit of a, an oversimplification for the sake of a quote tweet. Mm -hmm. But it, it seems to be somewhere in that realm where the, the, the Clippers got the, you know, they, they, were, they were in and – they knew that he was hurt, but when they, they didn't realize the extent and when they couldn't go in and look for themselves, they just the, the, the timing of everything didn't work. Because of 
the midnight deadline. I'll tell you this. If, if they had an extra couple of days, if this conversation ended up a couple of days ago and instead of the, 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 the midnight deadline for Kristaps Porzingis to move uh, and, and uh, opt in, mm-hmm. if that wasn't there, the Clippers might have had like an extra day to say, okay, let's just take a look at them. Let's get them in for some imaging. Let's us do our own due diligence and get get a sense of what's in there so we can tell what you know is he how hurt is he brad stevens last night said he expects uh malcolm to be ready for training camp and he doesn't even have to have surgery necessarily like he has the option right now of maybe surgery maybe not so if the if the clippers had like a little bit more time uh if the pressure of that midnight deadline wasn't there then it's it, it might have been a different story. John, I always try to be optimistic, and I love this trade. I love the upside of Porzingis. I love that I think Brad Stevens kind of swung for the fences here. But what are your thoughts on adding Porzingis to Tatum and Brown and this offense and what it will look like and what it can be? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a big Marcus Smart guy, right? So that I'm I'm a little bit surprised by all of this, but at the same time I can look at the whole deal and look at it on paper and say – it's it's still a good deal for the Celtics. You know, two firsts in Porzingis for what they gave up. The, what Porzingis can bring has the potential to, to really be important for Boston. Not only is he, you know, a seven foot three guy that can shoot, and he shot 38.5% last season, he's a guy that you can actually toss it to in the post, and he's learned how to operate in the post, which is kind of weird for a big guy, but he's learned that his height, you know, what, how to use his height. We got to remember, I feel like Porzingis has been in the league for 12 years, but he's still only 28. And a lot of times when you're that size, hitting your prime is, is actually really meaningful because a lot of things start to come together. When, when your body is sending messages from the brain to the extremities, it takes a little while for that message to get through on a big guy like that. So when everything comes together like it did this past season, you go, okay, he's starting to really figure out how his body works. And getting him into the post and having him score uh, effectively and efficiently in the post is an important element because how many times has the Celtics offense stalled and – Tatum and Brown have had like five seconds to be like, all right, well, let's, let's throw caution to the wind and try and drive. It's a turnover or something like that. Now think six seconds on the shot clock, Porzingis gets it in the post. At least he can fire up a turnaround or a jump hook or something with his big high release on a seven-foot-three frame. Now that gives you a safety valve that the Celtics haven't had in, in their offense. So that, that is an important element to to have on the team and then defensively he's a 7-3 guy with pretty much elite rim defense numbers if you throw him on the floor start him with robert williams now you've got robert williams is the better rim protector and he's floating around behind a guy with elite rim protection numbers last season so it's it has the potential if he can stay healthy which is obviously the biggest caveat with him it has the potential to work out really well John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal. Give him a follow at John underscore Corrales. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline to talk Celtics around the smart trade, the draft, and more. John, real quick, who do you think right off the top, who would you say player-wise 
benefits the most from the smart subtraction and the Porzingis addition? <laughs> smart subtraction. I like right, it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. The d- smart sub- math. Subtraction of Marcus Smart, 36. And no, we're not retiring 36 and putting it in the rafters. <laughs> Everyone who said that, stop. Come on. I mean, look, I love Marcus Smart, but come on. Yeah, let's, let's, same, same. Um, so anyway, uh, who benefits the most? Uh, probably, probably Derek White. I mean, Derek White's going to get more opportunity. Uh, he'll be the starting point guard. Uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of distributor he can really be. He hasn't had to be that kind of guy yet. But I think with Tatum and Brown on one side, uh, on either side on the perimeter, and Porzingis is a guy he can dump it to, uh, especially if you've got Rob out there, there there's going to be a whole lot of lanes for Derek White to drive, to pass, to shoot. So I think, I think White's going to be, as far as the starting lineup goes, he's, he's going to be a guy that benefits a lot. Another guy who benefits a ton, Al Horford, who is not going to be relied on to do a ton. He gets to kind of chill a little bit more. He gets to move to the bench. He gets to play like 20 minutes. You, you, you kind of – reduce his role in the regular season and then when the regular when, when the postseason comes around i think he can be fresher more healthy and then he can come in off the bench and if you need him to check and bead for a series if you face philly in the playoffs he'll be fresher from a a less taxing regular season i think horford is very well into the stage of his career where kind of kind of coasting for a few months uh, before you get into April, May, June, is going to be very beneficial to him. And to do that now without being a starter or without having to be like one of the main, main guys, having Porzingis here to take that role is going to be really helpful to Al Horford. Crystal Ball, what do you foresee now on the uh, the Brad Stevens offseason plan oh, picture? Jeez, that's a good question because I Brad Brad's a busy dude, and I I, I I'm wondering if. Brogdon can stick around at this point. I mean, he was traded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember, remember Ray Allen, how pissed off he was mm. when you know, he, was, he was traded. He was gone. And then he came back. And then was the year, that, that next summer, the summer after that, yep. is when he decided to go to Miami. And he just didn't feel respected. And so I feel like there might, there's a potential for some of that with Brogdon. So I think Brogdon might end up going. Um, Grant Williams is going to be an interesting case. Uh, how they handle him, uh, they might, if they, if they can turn Grant into a sign-and-trade or some sort of deal where they get back some perimeter help, and that can make up for Brogdon going. And I, I think there's still some moves going uh, going to happen. This, is, this really is just the beginning. And, uh, it, and I'll just say, a little bit of a surprise because I didn't think the Celtics need to be completely retooled, but I, 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 Brad is very clearly like, we're, we're fixing some issues here. Yeah, I can't help but wonder, like, if Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard stick around, what their role on the team would be. Like, Grant Williams wants more money, wants more opportunity. We saw him be reasonably effective in the playoffs, and what a polarizing figure he became this year with the meeting that we learned about back in March where Tatum and... Brown said, you got to play this guy more. We're going to need his defense in the playoffs. I thought he was more of a positive than a negative in the postseason, though everyone still finger wags and shakes their head about game two where he woke up Jimmy Butler and Butler went four or five on him on the next five possessions. You know, that wasn't smart necessarily, but at the same time, like at least somebody out there 
was grinding. Can you see him? Can you see him fitting in at all in this team now, or uh, is he? Are, are these guys basically just playing their way onto another team by tip off? Well, I I, I can see him on the team, mm-hmm. um, but what he's going to get paid, what the Celtics can afford for what he'll be doing, might be might now be askew. Like it might not match up anymore. Right, I came into the season thinking that he might get sixteen million, seventeen million. I was actually thinking that maybe they would overpay him a, a touch because of the new collective bargaining agreement rules. Like yep. you're going to see some guys get overpaid so they can be tradable. It's a weird new twist to that deal uh, because of the way the salary matching rules are going. So um, I thought he might be one of those guys, but. If Porzingis is in and you're still keeping Al Horford, I guess that Horford element might be the determining factor. And if Horford still has two more years of effectiveness, then him coming off the bench essentially makes him the Grant Williams role from last year, and it's a guy you can clearly depend on a little bit more. Um, then Grant is is probably priced down below what he'd be asking and below what teams might be offering him on the free agent market. So. The Celtics might be trying to sign and trade in order to open up his his kind of options rather than just going to a team that has the cap space. They might say, look, we're, we're open to a sign and trade, negotiate with whichever team you want, and we'll try to make it work for you. Noted, measured National Basketball Association analyst Stephen A. Smith said this morning, the Celtics, <laughs> Celtics now the team to beat. Driving the hype train. Yeah, do you agree? Um, you know, every team is the team to beat, right? Like the the Phoenix Suns were the team to beat when they got Bradley Beal, and all of a sudden Porzingis comes in and like, oh, whoa, it's the new flashy new thing. And the Celtics are one of the teams to beat. And they very clearly are are making moves. They did improve, although the improvement on paper, I am it's it's not necessarily guaranteed to translate on the court. We do have to see how it will translate, uh, but. Um, I, I think they did improve, and they are one of the favorites. They they were always going to be one of the favorites, and Porzingis does give them another element of, you know, an unguard unguardability. Like that that unguardability kind of goes up. So yeah, that makes them more more difficult to uh, to, to beat. That makes them a, a contender, and well, they're in the mix. It's them it's denver phoenix is in the mix milwaukee we'll see what happens with chris middleton i expect he's going to resign there but uh, milwaukee will certainly be in the mix so yeah the celtics are 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 among the teams to be and that's where you want to be john i had a uh a celtics season ticket holder friend text me and was like keep an eye on the name alec burks if you want to sound smart on the radio uh <laughs> any is that, is that is your friend work at the docks yeah he smokes a lot too <laughs> um alec burks is that a name i should keep an eye on uh, he's one of those guys that kind of like, yeah, he, he, he kind of, uh, uh, always can fill a role, right? He's, he's a pretty good shooter. Uh, he shot 41% for, for Detroit last year, uh, has shot over 40% for the past four seasons. And so, yeah, he, he's a guy that in his early thirties can always help a team, if he's willing to, uh, you know, if, if he can fit into uh, money the Celtics have to offer. Um, it is kind of interesting. The Celtics with their moves last night, all the trades and everything, 
opened up the possibility of using their taxpayer mid-level, which is like a $5 million slot. Uh, but using that hard caps team now at the second apron, which, the, you know, that super tax line, which I don't know if the Celtics really want to get to that point. Um, we were talking to some of the Celtics uh, front office guys last night. They don't even know. The, the, the collective bargaining agreement hasn't even been finalized. They don't have it. So we're coming up a week from free agency. These guys don't even know what the rules actually are. They have a sheet. They have like a, a 90-page document that's guiding them, but they don't have the actual CBA. So they don't know what tricks, what, what, what you know, things that they can and can't do specifically. Uh, so, yeah, Alec Burks can be a guy that, that can come in and help. I don't know yet if they have the money uh, or are in the situation to bring in a guy like Alec Burks. But if they can, yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a real help because he can help search the floor. And last but not least, you've been very generous with your time. Uh, some great perspective, as usual, Johnny, on the Celtics. Uh, I guess we should talk the draft pick. Um, yeah. So the Celtics trade back, let's see, one, two, they made four trades, oh, acquired yeah. uh, a number of second-round picks. They have an Angian number of draft picks now that Brad has built up in the war chest. What he's going to do with all those second-round picks, I don't know. Maybe draft Jordan Richards and Razai Dowling and Joan Williams. Oh, Who knows? All right. Cheap shot. Well, it was Belichicky, and I apologize for nothing. John understands. We've watched a lot of Patriots <laughs> games together. Um, and they end up with Jordan, uh, Jordan Walsh. Now, that's somebody yeah. I think most people are relatively unfamiliar with. Can you just give us a little bio breakdown? Yep. And do we even see this kid, let alone does he make any impact in the first two years, we'll say? First, first year, you'll, you'll see. Well, you'll see him in Summer League. So you'll get to see him in a couple of weeks. No, I won't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you choose, if you so choose, uh, um, I will be seeing him in a couple of weeks. Um, He's six and a half foot tall, seven foot two wingspan, um, great lateral quickness, uh, comes in as like a lunatic defender. Uh, with a jump shot that's questionable. If it sounds like I'm describing Marcus Smart, it's a lot of the same kind of uh, kind of bio there, where he's he he's probably ready to defend NBA players on a physical level right now. Um, he's a little small as far as he's a little thin, um, and he's certainly not ready to handle all the tricks and all of that stuff. So he'd probably foul a ton if they tried to put him in there right now. But he has the possibility of def- uh, developing into a, an elite-level defender at his, at his highest, right, at, at his best-case scenario, an elite-level defender who can probably develop a jump shot. Um, Brad Stevens seems confident that that jump shot's going to come along, but that, that's what you got right now, a wing who can probably defend four positions, is too small to defend the five, but is very quick and can defend across the perimeter. Um, so he'll come in. I, I would expect that maybe he's either on a small non-guaranteed deal or a two-way deal to start, and then they'll see if they can develop him in Maine, develop that jump shot, get him used to some of the, the tricks and the speed of the game. And, and definitely not this year, but maybe next year or the year after. There, I, I can see a possibility of him becoming part of the rotation. 
John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal, my guy, at John underscore Corrales. Uh, please sit back, relax, enjoy your day. I'm sure there's a lot more processing, podcasting, analyzing in your immediate future, but we're all the better for learning what we did from you, Johnny. As always, have a great weekend, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and hopefully I'll see you down the Cape. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.